Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Improved Podcast, the official podcast of Classic Studios. I am your host, Chase Collins, and I hope you are having a wonderful Monday and are having a great start to the new year. I hope you all enjoyed last week's podcast where we discussed our challenge to not drink for 100 days. We have Brian back on the podcast this week, and we're going to be discussing his fitness journey how he became you know this hyper aware health conscious individual who really takes a systematic approach to his fitness and lifestyle choices that he makes in order to sort of optimize that health um, aspect of his life and we dive deep into that uh, today it's a great podcast I'm editing it now as I'm recording this and yeah it's a good one um what are your goals for this week i hope you all write them down and send me an email about them at the improved podcast at gmail.com um i love getting those emails from you all letting me know about your goals and how you're using this podcast to sort of keep yourself honest and on track with the goals that you set for yourself it's the beginning of the new year so it's never too late to start those goals and start working toward them um If you want to stick around to the end of the podcast, you can hear all about my goals for this week. And if you just want to jump around in the podcast in general, we do have time codes in the description. So yeah, go ahead and click around to certain topics that you are more interested in. I do that for you just to make this a more easy listening experience. Um, I think that's about everything that I wanted to go over. I will see you at the end for the outro. Peace. Improved Podcast. Improved Podcast. Improved Podcast. What's up, Brian? How you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, it has been a while. I don't even know the last time that, that we had a, a podcast together. I guess it was the sobriety one, right? Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the last one we did. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that one actually came out like a couple, like a week ago, probably or two weeks ago, maybe. Wow, I'm excited for future me to listen. Yeah, to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited to edit that one and listen to it too. I think it's a good one, and it's cool. Like, yeah, like we mentioned offline, but we're gonna start off this month of January with like a fitness themed um, month of podcasting, and so starting off with like. Yeah, for the last three months of 2022, completely sober. That's how we're like kicking off this health month, which I think is kind of fun. Yeah, it's it's been so far with the sobriety thing. I don't know when this is going to be released compared to that, but um, I think I'm on like day 81 or some, you know, somewhere in that that realm. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm enjoying it, so I'm excited for day 100 and, and beyond. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm a couple of days behind you. I think I'm at like 77 right now. Um, it's been 10 weeks though. I think that or 11 weeks. I guess that's what that means. Um, nice. Yeah, quick math. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. Today though, uh, work was crazy, so I was like, man, I could I could go for a drink right now. But hey, <laughs> only 20 or whatever it is, 23 more days. 13 more days quick math i don't know um, yeah, dude. yeah we're making it work um but yeah man so we're kicking this off with like a fitness journey and i'm really excited to start with you um for this month because you're easily like well you're like one of the most health aware individuals that i know like in my um you know personal life and it's really cool you and my dad probably compete for top spot because my dad is just a crazy maniac with when it comes to health consciousness um so yeah I'm excited. Joe, joe is a machine dude no he, doubt it's crazy man um but it's so funny because you guys have like two radically different like <laughs> approaches to health and fitness and stuff you know like my dad's pretty much full vegan and um does a lot of like core training that's like what he focuses on primarily and then does a lot of like cycling and um starting to get into running i think but it's um radically different from what what you're doing so i guess um i want to kick this off with kind of like 
your overall uh, big picture, like goals for health and fitness and lifestyle, um, all oriented around like health and stuff like that. And then we can sort of go into how you got to where you are now, like dating back to like what you said, 13 years you've been doing stuff like this or so, yeah, I guess take it away with big picture stuff. Yeah, man. So I, I just try to uh, build fitness habits into my life and um, I've been doing so since I was like 15. So yeah, like 12 or 13 years, but that's when I, I started noticing, you know, like you go through like the, the whole, you know, puberty and everything and your, your body, you start becoming aware of your body and you start, um, playing in sports and you, you're aware that some kids are bigger than you and some kids are smaller than you. And, um, I played lacrosse in high school. We we also, you know, you and I both did Taekwondo and when we were doing Taekwondo, I think we were, I was in like eighth grade. So this, you know, I didn't really have that, um, that mindset at that point, but starting ninth grade, 10th grade, you know, started playing lacrosse and I played defense. So I, I needed to be a big kid that could just push over everybody else. So I started, uh, I actually started lifting with my dad <clears throat> just on Saturdays or throughout the week or whatever. Um, he has a little garage gym and it was so funny, you know, I didn't know anything about lifting, but my dad who, you know, he spent 20 years in the Marine Corps. He knows, um, he knows a fair bit about it. But it was so funny because pretty much all that we did, we we bench pressed, we did biceps, and we did triceps. That's it. That's Hell all yeah. we did. It was like total, like you know, like glory muscles or whatever you want to call them, vanity muscles, mm-hmm. bro muscles. Um, <laughs> but it was good, and I I learned like the basics, I guess, you know, of, yeah, of what's good pain, what's bad pain. Um, so. That's kind of where I began this whole thing. But I do want to really quickly just kind of have a little disclaimer. Like when you talk about fitness, um, if you ask five people what their opinion are uh, about certain things, like you're going to get six different opinions. It's yeah. everyone has a different opinion and it's because everyone has different experiences. Uh, everyone has different goals and everyone uh, has a different mindset. So what I'm going to talk about is just like what I did and what's worked for me. Um, I've focused a lot of my energy towards experimenting and finding what works and what doesn't. And I think that everyone should do the same for them because you can watch a YouTube video or read a blog or something and get, you know, someone else's experience and and tips that worked for them. But until you actually try for yourself, you're not going to know. So anyways, disclaimer over. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, no, I appreciate that disclaimer. And I think like that speaks to, you know, what we were talking about at the very beginning with my dad and you, like both two of the most health aware, health conscious individuals I know, radically different perspectives on like and approaches to keeping their body healthy. And yeah, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And, you know, no matter where you are in this community, uh, if you want to call it that, there are there's going to be divisions between um, what you're doing and what other people are doing. Like, it's funny. I'm not, I don't consider myself like a bodybuilder by any means. Um, but, or like, you know, I don't consider myself a power lifter or a power builder or anything like that. I just try to, I just try to do the best for myself, keeping in mind longevity um, and keeping, keeping in mind also that I'm human and that, I'm not going to want to go like 100% all the time. Um, we've talked about this a lot, but like we have the future in mind. Like we're not going to break our bodies right now just for short-term benefits. Like we want to ingrain those good habits and the knowledge of how our own body works um, and and use that information to to press forward and then to yeah. be like your dad who's – quite a bit older than us, but he's really healthy. You know what I mean? And t- taking yeah. those lessons uh, further in life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And like the thing I want, um, you know, anyone who's listening, who's not like super into fitness or not, um, you know, on that fitness journey yet. Right. Like this isn't 
we're not trying to do like quick gains, like, oh, here's a cheat sheet on how to make, you know, crazy strides in your um, fitness journey. But here's like a good way to maybe get started or just showing people that like, yeah, we're all busy. We're all working 40 hours a week. We got tons of side projects going on, but we're still making time for our health and for our fitness because we know it's important for the long term for that longevity of having like a healthy body, like wanting to keep up with your kids when you're, you know, in your fifties and your kids are like still in high school running around doing stuff. And it's like, yeah, I want to be hanging out with them. I want to be running around. I want to be playing on the boat or whatever. Um, and you got to have, you got to be, you know, somewhat healthy in order to do that stuff. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah. And I, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Like I want to, I want to keep myself up so that I can help others up. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing that I, I do want to bring up is that there's levels to this. Like you don't have to go, you don't have to have fitness as your number one priority in life. Um, those who do, you know, perhaps they're like, they have, uh, goals of becoming like a professional athlete or like a, uh, personal trainer, fitness blogger kind of person. Um, but you don't have to take everything and, and implement it into your fitness routine. You can, you can start slow and, and then add on things as you go, or you can just keep at a moderate level the whole time. Um, yeah. but you know, this doesn't have to become your life and it shouldn't, in my opinion, unless it's your, unless it's your career. Cause then maybe, maybe you should <laughs> be pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, everything's in levels, man. Yeah. That's definitely my, um, approach to fitness, at least right now is just like, I'm pretty basic, just super moderate. Like, yeah, I go to the gym and I lift my weights. I'm not, I don't have a notepad. I'm not keeping track of like my stats or anything like that, but I know that, okay, if I do these things, like I will see progress, like eventually, like that's, I'm working for, I'm working out now so that I can keep working out forever. And I know that they'll be results. Like it has to happen. Of course it's like, okay, I've been working out for three years now. And like, I still look about the same as what I do three years ago, but it's like, yeah, I don't really care. I'm not working out for those reasons. I'm just doing it as like a lifestyle choice. Yeah. And you know, there's so much to talk about, but like, yeah, yeah. you can look, you can lift and, and, uh, incorporate fitness into your life for reasons of, uh, being more like proud of your body and looking better. Right. That's a valid reason to, to exercise. Sure. I totally, totally agree with that, but there's also just feeling better. Like oh, that's yeah. a, you know, and I bet, I bet you going back to your point, I bet you feel much better than you would if you weren't incorporating fitness into your life mentally yeah. physically um you know there's countless benefits to to exercise that yeah would take too long to explain thoroughly in, in yeah. this short amount of time that we have so yeah yeah um just to briefly touch on that and then we can you know jump into your your journey but when i you know i was not a lifter in college or anything like that like we worked out a little bit but you know nothing to form a habit and when I started working out again, like right, you know, 23, 24, it was like, wow, I can feel my body again. Like my muscles reactivated. It was like, oh my goodness, like all these, my body, like I wasn't in tune with it. I didn't know what was going on. And that was like a real like light bulb moment or like switch flip where I was suddenly like, oh, wow, I'm sore today because of what I did yesterday. And like, that feels good to me, not necessarily being sore, but just like the fact that my muscles were activated and they were working, they weren't just atrophying, atrophying to oblivion. And that's something like I will hold on to for forever. Cause like, I've been on a vacation for the past, like three weeks, you know, up in Virginia. And like, when you're traveling, like, it's hard to get a workout in and I can feel it. It's like, oh my gosh, my body is just not awake right now. I need to hit the gym. I need to get back in it. Like this morning, I just went on my first run in like a week and a half. And it was like, oh my gosh, I needed it. I needed it so bad. One, because we were recording this podcast. I was like, I'm not going to be that guy recording a fitness podcast who's hasn't worked out in like three weeks. So I was like, all right, I'm doing a 5k. I'm going to wake the muscles up and then I'll be ready for this. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And it's, um, it's definitely a journey. And uh, so I want to, I want to hear more about, about your journey. 
yeah you're you're explaining like the process of becoming in tune with your body um and i i know i'm gonna go off on another really short tangent here before we get going into uh my history it's the intro it's the intro i know i know know. Uh, there's this book by um an author named yukio uh mishima he's a japanese fellow uh pretty i'd say like fairly significant cultural person and uh in Japan or was he's a famous author. And it, when he was a little kid, he was like, he was just into books and into, and you know, intellectual pursuits and nothing else. He ignored his body. And he wrote this book uh, called sun and steel about him awakening into his body and realizing that that's half of who he is. You know, you're, you're, you, you are your, your intellectual self, but you also have a physical component. And it's him, um, his his journey with beginning to lift weights, and you know, like I said, becoming a- awakened in his body. So it's just really interesting, and it just kind of goes uh, back to yeah. your point. But tangent I'm over. Oh, I'm curious up? when. I'm <laughs> curious when he started that. Like when when did it hit for him? Was he like in his fifties? And it's like, okay, I'm gonna you know figure this out now. Um, I don't remember honestly. He was um, he was in the military. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, yeah. but yeah, it was definitely, he was an adult, surely he was mm-hmm. an adult, uh, and realized that he just neglected his, his physical self for far too long. Yeah. So. And that's so cool though. Like you can start this journey anywhere, you know, yeah. you can start today, you can start tomorrow. It doesn't matter. And my journey is hopefully going to end differently than his journey. Um, he attempted a, a coup and failed, uh, and then committed suicide. Wait, like a coup, like a government coup? Oh yeah, he tried to overthrow the Japanese government. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Try to avoid that. That's what I say. Yeah, I know. It's in my lessons learned from other people. Like, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, try not to good. do these myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> this this podcast, you know, as a segue, I guess it will include a lot of things that um, you you should not do, and that's the first one. <laughs> so yeah, man. So like, I was lifting with my dad and everything, and. And then I started playing lacrosse and in high school, like I took it pretty seriously, but I didn't know, I didn't know how to apply my, my energy. So I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to lift as heavy as I can, as often as I can. I was doing like two a days. I was in strength and body in uh, in high school. So we were lifting weights in school, which was like the coolest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like, you know, there's a lot of that, that vanity, especially from like a young kid, like, just becoming aware of his like physical body, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of vanity, a lot of looking at myself in the mirror, like, Oh, you know, heck yeah, this is awesome. Um, and that definitely doesn't last forever, but it was, it was fun as a high schooler getting into this kind of stuff. And, you know, dude, I was, I was like six foot one or six foot in high school. Uh, and I started out as like a 130 pound kid at six feet tall, 140 pounds, maybe yeah. which is a toothpick, absolute toothpick. And I came out of high school, not huge, but I was like 180 pounds at like six to 180, you know, it's sizable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, high school was just, it was just lifting with the lacrosse team, lifting in school, but you know, you have to. You, you can you can be told to do a lot of things and not learn the things for yourself. So we had coaches that were teaching us uh, or telling us to lift the certain lifts and, you know, certain rep schemes and stuff like that. But I wanted to take it a step further and really learn, like, well, why are they telling us to do these things? Like, what is making them choose this movement and this rep scheme over something else that I've heard is, is good? Uh, mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing like CrossFit type stuff. Why aren't we doing like, you know, like why, why would you choose one over the other? So I, I spent a lot of time and energy looking into this kind of stuff and drilling into like nutrition and, um, and like programming and stuff. And that's when, like, I, I just learned a lot. I just got into like research of, you know, like people do studies about this stuff all the time. So yeah, it, it was, it was fun as a high schooler to really get into it. And then, yeah. So that's high school. And then college, you know, uh, we had like a state of the art gym. Actually, that wasn't until 
junior year, I had a they had a really bad gym for my first two years there <laughs> at, at James Madison University. Uh, but it was still better than anything that I'd had before. So just continued, you know, fitness and, and lifting and stuff. But thing with college was there was um you still had youth on your side, but there was like, you know, alcohol, stress, uh, lack of sleep, distractions. Um, so it was always a a priority of mine. Never my number one priority, but there, you know, my lifestyle definitely had an impact on like I'd get like weird, like nagging injuries here and there, just from inflammation from like booze and stuff. Um I never dialed down or dialed in on my diet. Um, I didn't have a meal plan after my freshman year. So everything that everything that I ate, I had to cook, which was a great lesson for a college kid. Um, but as a result, like I would always try to get like cheap food, like, you know, instant mashed potatoes are cheap right. and easy. It had to be yeah. easy. But it was around this time that I also started getting into fasting and mm. Uh, I'm an enormous proponent proponent of fasting. I think fasting is one of the, it's really like a cheat code. It's just, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, so I was doing intermittent fasting. So I would eat for eight hours uh, or I'd have a, an eating window of eight hours a day. And then for 16 hours, um, I would not eat at all, zero calories. And it's a pretty like fairly common thing nowadays talking about fasting. But this was 2013, where yeah. there was not literature, you know, widely available or widely known about this these topics. So um, it was just kind of like, oh, let's just see what it's like. Yeah. And what are some of those like benefits of intermittent fasting that you found like in your research? Um, so there are, yeah, there's a lot of benefits. Most of them are overblown. Um, there's stuff like, oh, dude, your human growth hormone spikes when you're fasting. So like, it's almost like you're taking anabolic steroids because your, your HGH is up, bro. But it's by such a small amount, you know, there's things like this. Um, insulin sensitivities is, is definitely a benefit, but um, from like a holistic point of view, it's, it's not a magic bullet. Like intermittent fasting is not a magic bullet. It's, I would definitely recommend intermittent fasting for someone that's trying to lose weight. Uh, I was trying to gain weight, so I was trying to have my cake and eat it too. You know, two birds with one stone. But I was coming up. I was. I was. In, I was coming up empty-handed on that one, um, and even more seriously later on, which we'll briefly talk about. But uh, fasting is just, or intermittent fasting, especially, it's good just because you cut out a whole meal and mm -hmm. you start to reevaluate your relationship with food and hunger, because if you're not it, if you're not used to that kind of thing, if you don't ever go hungry, like it's a really, you know, you get hungry, you're, you get an appetite and you're like, okay, I'm going to go get a snack or I'm going to go eat my next meal. But fasting really forces you to, to reevaluate that relationship where it's like, oh, I'm hungry, but I don't, I'm not going to eat for another three or four hours. Like that's when, you know, I'm sticking to my routine. Yeah. Uh, so that's honestly one of the biggest things is that reevaluation. Um, and that, you know, that's what did it for me since then I stopped viewing food for the most part as like a, like a pleasurable experience. Um, it was really like, okay, this is fuel. You know, I don't get my fuel yet. I, I need another two hours to get my fuel. Um, mm. it also helps you make better decisions. Cause like, you know, if it's Friday at like 2 a.m., like you're not going to have or, you know, you're not going to have that piece of pizza because it's outside of your diet window or your, your feeding window. So yeah. fasting is cool, man. I think that and like I said, we'll kind of get into this a little bit later, hopefully. But long term fasting, like that's really the that's really the thing I'm excited about nowadays. These like longer. Yeah. 24, 48, 72 hour fast. Those are the really really cool um cool tools in the toolbox that that I started using a little bit later in my fitness journey but that was college man i just like i trained hard um i tried to gain weight but i couldn't really gain too much weight um i learned how to cook i ate a lot of eggs and milk and oatmeal um 
and yeah, I lifted for strength, and there's a big there's a big difference between uh, lifting styles, like training for strength versus training for size. Um, but that's all I knew. It's like okay, cool. Like I assumed that I would get bigger if I got stronger, and I got pretty strong. I didn't really get very big though. Um, but anyways, dude, college was cool. Then I graduated and uh, left behind that beautiful gym. It was the most amazing gym and started. It was like, yeah, home gym master race at that point. I lived with a buddy. We had a home gym and it was just a power rack with a barbell (laughs) pretty much like that was it, you know, and like it had a pull up attachment thing to it. So just continued like learning. And this is when I got into keto. Yeah, we're going to talk about keto. Hey, yeah, keto sucks. Oh, I, <laughs> and I can say that uh, with certainty, at least for myself. Um, and what, what not, is keto? Yeah, so keto is um, it's essentially you're, you don't eat carbs and you force your body into a ketogenic state to where instead of burning um, like sugar, starches, carbs, um you're burning your body switches over to burning fat so the idea is okay like you don't eat carbs and your your body starts eating the fat in your fat cells um and there's a lot of other nuances and intricacies of course but that's essentially like the big picture so i did it for a whopping nine months i didn't have i mean i did it strict keto but you can still you know, carb carbs are in a lot of things like avocado. Avocado probably has a carb or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I didn't have more than five carbs in a day wow. for nine months. Wow, dude, it was brutal. And you get used to it, but and I was also I was also trying to gain weight, which is crazy. So the meals I was eating, it was like for dinner I'd have for breakfast I'd have like eight eggs and cheese and an avocado. And then I was only eating two meals at this time. And then my dinner would be like a steak, four burger patties, uh, kielbasa, sausage, and like a yeah. block of cheese. I was eating <laughs> and I was, I was, I know it's ridiculous. And I was tracking my calories at this time because I wasn't gaining weight. And I was like, why aren't I gaining any weight? I'm eating 3,600 calories a day. Um, and yeah, there's definitely like a hormonal reason why I wasn't gaining any weight. Uh, I could have eaten 4,000, 5,000 calories and I maybe still not have gained any weight. But eating all that grease and, you know, I try to keep it as healthy as I could, but there's still oil and grease and fat, just cheese. Dude, it was brutal eating that much meat and cheese, like 3,600 calories of meat and cheese and eggs. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy. But, um, but, my physique was actually pretty good at that point, and I got pretty strong uh, in spite of keto. Uh, keto definitely held me back. I'm, I'll never do it again, but I'm glad that I did it so I can say definitively, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> fasting does everything that keto says that it'll do, and it does it better. It does it quicker. Fasting is just the way to go. Um, oh, how about that? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, yeah. Um, so- yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's wild. So once you graduated college, did would you say you like, I guess, I don't know, that's when you started getting into like more dietary aspects of fitness and health? Because you were obviously still you were lifting heavy, but you said like a big thing that held you back in college was like, I wasn't tuning in my diet at all. Yeah, so you know, after college, got a job and I had more control over what I was eating because I could spend money. Right. <laughs> we'd, we'd go buy steaks. We'd go to Wegmans and buy like a ribeye steak and be like, yeah, oh, you know, yes. Uh, so I started really like tracking calories and everything. Um, and it was good, but I couldn't, I never actually did like a standard, um, I guess you'd call it like a bodybuilding or like a, meal prepping kind of a diet. Like I never really spent that much time doing that kind of stuff because I wanted to get the most bang for my buck. Um, just in general, I wanted to get bang for my buck. And 
sitting there and weighing my almonds or whatever. Like that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to enjoy my life. And that goes for like everything. That's like my whole philosophy. You just have to get the big things out of the way in form of habit. And then after that, you can like tweak little things here and there. If you want to spend that time and energy doing so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point, dude, like I was just, I don't know. It was just, yeah, like, cool. Let's try like some weird diet fad that we've heard a little bit about. Um, and then, yeah, and really kind of from then all, all the way until now, I've just kind of been eating like pretty intuitively. Um, at this point, like I know it's good and what's bad. Not that there's like straight up good food or bad food, but day to day. I understand like what my body wants and what, what it needs. Um, and I deviate a lot, you know, I'll have full disclosure. I had McDonald's tonight, you know, mm -hmm. first time in a little bit, but Hey, yeah. Before this podcast, dude, I had a couple double hamburgers. Oh, heck yeah, man. Uh, and yeah, just cause it doesn't, especially doing it for this long, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, nowadays I got the home gym. Uh, nice power rack in my garage. Uh, I lift at like five in the morning. Heck um, yeah. I try to run uh, three times a week. Yeah. Lifting at five in the morning and it's getting, it's December now. Uh, it's getting colder and colder. Oh man. In the, in the summertime, you know, you just go out there and your shorts or whatever and you lift. Now I wake up at five and I'm like, oh. Get on my my hat, my jacket, my pajama pants, my thick like hiking socks. Oh and, my gosh! And then I get out there and I always warm up on the treadmill. Just like walk, I walk half a mile because it's like five in the morning. You know, my body's yeah. not awake. And then I I do my first set and I grab the barbell and it's like ice cold. <laughs> it's just like it's not a good feeling, but it always feels so good after it. And it feels it feels good like five minutes into the workout because I'm awake and everything. Yeah. Um but yeah, dude, I'm not focusing on strength anymore. Like throughout the years I've kind of tweaked some things here and there and I'm doing more like volume now. So like hypertrophy or size training. Um keeping the weights low, volume high. Just having a good time. Um, I'm. I figured out how to gain weight, and right now I'm 210 pounds. So nice. Quite. It's like I said before. It's not a lean 210. I've definitely <laughs> packed on some some fat as a consequence of my bulk, but um, it's all going to the right places, and it's all part of the plan. So that's what that's what's going on now, dude. I'm just like enjoying lifting uh what was that four days a week yeah that's awesome man like it's it's definitely an it's like an interesting journey and i think it's a journey that like most people can very much relate to because it's like yeah i didn't know what i was doing i had no idea but i did research i figured it out because this was something that was important to me and why why was it something that was important to you like beyond just like yeah i was in sports in high school and we had strength and body but what about it like triggered that like intellectual curiosity to like okay i need to learn more about this uh man so especially as a high schooler an impressionable high schooler that we all were um mm -hmm. wanting wanting to you know like maybe at first it was like lifting for girls you know like oh, yeah. cool like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get like shredded or whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna get big and beefy so that girls will like me um maybe that was it i honestly don't remember but along the way dude it totally like radically transforms and you know obviously i don't live for girls now i'm married um, <laughs> and you know i i'm trying to remember that's a great question though i don't remember why i started lifting but it was probably something like that you know it's just like yeah. the culture is is, is fun um it felt like it was a good use of time and I enjoyed, I enjoyed um, like becoming one with my body, becoming in tune with it and, yeah. and learning about it. Cause it was mine, you know, your body is like, you own it. It's really yeah. the only thing that you truly own. Is your right. body. Maybe your soul. If you're, if you're a spiritual religious person. Um, 
but like well, that, your body your body is what you know it's it's what you have here yeah yeah no for sure that's um well i remember i don't know you know i've obviously known you for a long time so i've gotten to witness this journey like from afar and like you know when we lived together got to see it very um uh you know firsthand and it was it's just wild to see like how driven you are and like i don't even know the half of it and like i'm learning i obviously learned a lot like during this podcast and because i had no idea you had like done research on this stuff and like yeah I've, I've looked at these studies to understand like where they like what's the scientific background on you know keto or lifting or whatever it may be and that was like eye-opening to me like you know we're in this um accountability group where we get to share our different like fitness goals for the week and for the month and stuff like that and you were like hey here's a really good article on running and it was like what i had no idea things like that existed it's like of course chase if you went out and looked for it but like you did you went out and looked for it meanwhile i'm just like putting on my shoes and running that's that's all i do i just put on my shoes and go running but you have like you know the research to back it up it's really interesting yeah there's a lot to say about that too um overall i think that uh research is pretty overrated <laughs> which is like i don't know probably a controversial take maybe ironic but dude this is one field this is one uh i don't want to call it like an industry because that's not what it is but this is one like aspect of life that man anecdotal accounts and anecdotal stories are worth way more in my opinion than research mm. like research because this is such a, a strange and like niche like hobby or aspect of life whatever you want to call it there's not going to be a study that's really all that meaningful to you or me or whoever the yeah. people that they bring in for these studies um they're totally, they're their own people. Everyone's so individual. Everyone has a different body type. Everyone has, uh, you know, well, okay. So yeah, everyone's individual and all these studies are so done. They're done so wildly different. So you have no idea of, of telling, you know, is this good or bad? And to take a study of anything really, but we're talking about fitness, fitness, I guess. Um, to take a study on on face value, to take the science or whatever you want to call it, the research on face value, just reading the abstract and like, oh, see, yeah. look, like it's uh -huh. it's so short sighted. And I'd rather, especially in fitness, dude, I'd I'd rather like walk up to a a big guy in the gym who looks natural. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that caveat there. Uh, but just like, hey, man, like, what did you do? You know what? Yeah, tell me, tell me, like, what you did. And because the stuff that he's that that guy did, that's not documented in studies. There's no way yeah. that you can have a study that encompasses someone's fitness journey. It doesn't exist. Yeah. What you can find out from a study is like, oh, so like there's a 30% better uh, long head of the tricep activation when you do French press versus uh, tricep extension. Uh, you know what I mean? Like none yeah. of that is useful. That's not useful stuff. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up about studies. Like, don't get too wrapped up in in data. Just go out and do it. And yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you're gonna find out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Well, I think that's no. I think that's a great point. And like, that's something that I've been playing around with in the back of my head. Is like everyone, you know, a lot of people throw out like, oh, well, that's just anecdotal evidence. Like, you can't take that as as something worth, um, you know. Uh, thinking about um critically and it's like well it's still evidence like you have to consider it it can't be just tossed away because it's you know not conducted you know double blind studies or whatever it's like yeah it's still something to consider maybe it's not like how much weight do you put on it but it is something to consider and that's actually like one of the um benefits and you and i have different opinions on this um and i'll bring it up um just because it's an interesting segue um but like you mentioned, you know, the anecdotal evidence and going up to some big guy in the gym and it's like, hey, man, what do you do? And that's one of the reasons why I actually like public gyms quite a bit compared to your home gym master races, um, uh, because I enjoy like the community around like healthy, active people. And that's like one of the reasons like we, we 
excuse me um we ran the um the turkey trot 5k in fredericksburg and that i i love those types of events because it's like you know a 5k isn't much running right it's you know three miles about um but you're surrounded by people who are up at seven in the morning on a holiday who are all going to run a 5k and it's like you that's a type of person who's going to do that and i like those types of people who are you know they're active at least they're willing to go out in the cold and go running and like same thing with people who work out of the gym like you know you could probably make the argument that home gym is probably better like for you or um like for in, you as an individual not you brian but like for the individual but i think for for me like i see people working out in the gym and i'm like oh i'm getting motivated by them it's like those are the types of people i want to surround myself with who are active and fit and are you know they look good they're strong they got muscles and it's like whoa that's sweet like and that's something like i used to think a lot when i was um not uh someone who's into my fitness and it was like I always thought like, oh, America's so overweight. Like there's no healthy people here. And then it's like, yeah, there are. They're all in the gym. Like, what are you talking about, dude? If you go to these places that these people are at, you'll find them. And that's something that really like kept me in check and like just allowed me to, okay, Chase, you're an idiot for thinking that one. And like two, uh, yeah, you start to, I don't know, reflect the people you surround yourself with. And that's one of the reasons why I like public gyms yeah man and that's a totally valid reason for uh for preferring um a commercial gym you have all those people every point that you said obviously uh for me i like being the strongest guy in my gym <laughs> <laughs> uh, no honestly though uh you know i've 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 done the commercial gym i've done the college gym i've done all that and at a certain point for me, at least, it was like, man, I don't want to wait for a squat rack. I don't want to wait for a bench press. Um, and I don't, I don't like a lot of uh, gym culture. And I'm especially today. Like, I couldn't imagine going into a commercial gym today. Um, just, I don't know. Just all the, like the the new gym culture, and maybe it's overblown on the internet. It probably is, but I really do enjoy just. I don't have a, a, I don't have any excuse. It's in my garage. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just go out there and it's my gym. Like this is my equipment and I love this equipment. It's not the best equipment, but it's mine. Yeah. And, and I, I never ever have to adjust my, my routine because, oh man, the cables are busy. Like right. nothing like that. I don't have to drive. Oh, I, I, I think it would be challenging if I had to drive to the gym. Like yeah. just getting in the car, um, making an event out of it. It's just, I don't, I, because I don't like the idea of that. I have a home gym and even, yeah. and you know, not everyone can have a home gym, but you can have more than you think. If you buy some gymnastics rings, mm -hmm. that's what I had for a while dude. You can, you can get a whole workout with become, become a little bit of a gymnast, dude. It's, you're it's humbling getting on those rings as you know yeah for sure oh man that's like my dad he you know introduced me to the gymnastics rings and it's crazy like the amount of like core strength that you have to like have and you know the flexibility it's it's impressive and like that actually brings me to another point i wanted to touch on um with you and your fitness journey like you've used this term a couple of times and it's called like your toolbox um all the different tools that you've like accumulated throughout your fitness journey and i think that's like a really really interesting like one like way to look at it but also um well, i guess that's that's the only way to look at it it's like a really interesting way to um characterize your you know the different fitness tools that you use to um you know stay healthy and maintain your fitness so like you know, you mentioned intermittent fasting as one or fasting in general as one. Oh, we didn't even touch on that. We can get to that next. Um, but yeah, intermittent fasting, fasting. Um, and I, I would even argue like your different workout routines could fall into that as well. Like whether you're like building bulk or cutting or, you know, why are you eating so much? I don't know. Those all sort of fall under that umbrella for me. 
Yeah, it's um, there's a lot of things that that I've picked up uh, along the way, um, and a lot of things that are probably going to be hard to explain just because they're just a part of what I do every day. You know what I mean? So for yeah. me, I don't I don't ever think about lifting. Lifting is not a thing I think about anymore. Um, it's just I just get up and I and I do it because it's the best part of my day. Like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but there are specific things like yeah, you said I I do call it my toolbox. That you know I might not use all the time, um, but sometimes I need that screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So, um, fasting and keto, uh, gymnastics ring type training, like learning how to meal prep and and cut and all these things. Yeah. There's, you go through this long enough and you're going to, you're going to have to learn these things. Not like it's a obligation, but like just doing it, you will learn it. You will pick these things up along the way. So necessity almost. Well, some of them, I guess not like fasting, like long-term fasting. Some people could probably call a little extreme. Um, I guess we can kind of go into that. That's kind of what I want to talk about right now. Fasting is cool. Yeah. It's something to get excited about. Um, it goes against like every everything that uh, like modern nutrition stands for, I guess. Um, everyone will tell you that like you're starving yourself, uh, that it's unhealthy and you're just gonna it's 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 unhealthy physically but also mentally and it's creating a damaging relationship with food and da 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 da. I don't know. Fasting is awesome. The pre- the whole premise of it is you just don't eat. You just don't eat. <laughs> it's it's so simple. Like when I want to, if I want to lose weight, there's two ways to do it, um, and they're different. They're not better than each other. So there's a traditional, um, I guess you'd call it like a cut or like a diet where you caloric restrict your, deficits. Yeah, you have a small caloric deficit deficit every day. And, you know, you continue lifting or working out or whatever you're doing um, and you slowly lose weight. Uh, that's a very, there's different ways to do it. There's ways, the way that, you know, I have most experience with is a very small deficit where you want to maintain as much muscle mass as you can while losing as much fat as you can. Um, that's, that's one thing. That's cutting, that's dieting, whatever. The other thing is fasting. Mm. it's so simple dude if you're cutting like you gotta you might not have to count calories but you have to think about it and you have to think about it pretty good um you know okay i I ran today and that was 200 calories so like i need to eat another 200 calories to make up for that to make sure my deficit's not so big you know it's it costs energy it's a resource yeah that mental bandwidth yeah you know what you you know it doesn't cost any mental bandwidth just not eating. So, uh, yeah, you just literally just don't eat. And there's a, it does all kinds of crazy good things for your body, especially if you do it semi-regularly uh, or if you've done it long enough, your body adapts much quicker. Um, the, the number one thing, I guess, that's easy to talk about is the weight loss. You know, who would have thought you don't eat for, 72 hours you lose weight what (laughs) yeah you lose weight dude a lot of it's water weight but you lose weight um if if i wanted to and you can depending on how uh okay i guess this is when i want to talk about this really quickly i'm not a doctor (laughs) i'm not a a nutritionalist i'm not an expert on any of this stuff um do your own research but if you know if you're very overweight and you have like 50, 60, 70 pounds to lose, you could be, you could go through the traditional diet process and just hate yourself, right? Like diets are not fun, da, 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 whatever. Or you could just suffer for like a week and not mm. eat for a whole week and lose probably, I don't know, 15, 20 pounds, depending on who you are. Um, legitimately, like that's not too, that's not out of this world, that figure 10, 10 to 20 pounds, perhaps. Yeah, and but then, eating not eating for a week that you can do it, dude. No, that's seven day fast. Yes, you can do that kind of stuff. It's 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 easier if you have if you are overweight because you have you have fuel, dude. You have resources just sitting in your body. Mm. Um, I I implore you if if you're questioning uh, 
fasting and if I sound crazy, just do a little bit of research about it. It's it's wild. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. It yeah. sucks for however long you do it. There's no doubt about it. But you you get you gain so much from it from a weight loss perspective. You um you save a little bit of money, perhaps. No, but it's it's good it's good for your cells. They start to regenerate. Um, it's it has like anti aging benefits. It's it's wild. There's countless studies that are coming out that are like, oh yeah, we tried this stuff on rats and uh, they're living a lot longer now. Like all yeah. the rats that that are that we you know that we've put on this fasting protocol, they're all living longer. They're living. They're outliving their the control group by like a, a mile and a half. Like it's crazy. Wow. Um, there's there's so much there's so many benefits that I can't even like really talk about in this in this podcast um it's also been a while since i've done a fast myself so yeah perhaps a little bit rusty on the nomenclature and all the intricacies but um yeah fasting fasting school dude that's what i did last year to lose weight i uh i just fasted you don't have to do like a week-long fast you can do like a 48 hour fast and then yeah. another 48 hour fast and then another 48 hour fast just you know have that one or two meals Take it at your own pace. Just decide, okay, this week I'm going to do two 48-hour long fasts. Or yeah. start slow, obviously, like a 12-hour fast and then a 16-hour fast and then a 20-hour fast, whatever. But, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny, like, listening um, to you describe it. Like, I think, the, you know, the easiest, um, like, benefit to cite is, you know, the weight loss. It's like, yeah, you don't eat, you're, you're going to lose weight. But what I think a lot of, um, and I don't know, jack about this stuff but i from what i remember from listening to other podcasts and um what little research i've done nothing i've done no research mm -hmm. i've only listened to podcasts but um they talk a lot about the um the those like benefits when you like even from like an evolutionary perspective it's like yeah we didn't have like constant food for the majority of like that humans have been around for you know hundreds of thousands of years and that's we would consume more on like a that type of a basis of like we would have like we kill this giant animal and then we would eat it and then we wouldn't have food for like a couple of three days until we had another um you know big kill or whatever you know hunter gatherer type stuff and yeah i think a lot of those studies go into the like the benefits of how our body has adapted to that and now you know introducing the you know the like which you mentioned earlier with the oh you're hungry you go get a snack it's like there's never that delayed gratification especially when it comes to food and you know there's like tons of benefits i wish i came um you know i wish i had more to talk about with that but yeah i've definitely heard of all those like benefits of fasting and it like the anti-aging stuff like it sounds like pokey and you mentioned with intermittent fasting it's like a cheat code right it's like one of those unspoken um like hidden secrets when it comes to health and fitness is fasting and i think it's really interesting and definitely worth like diving into maybe on a, another podcast yeah and you know we don't have the research out in front of us so this, this is this is definitely not like a podcast about fasting another thing i want to just quickly caveat all this with is like hey this is when i was talking earlier about levels uh, everything mm -hmm. you know this is all you know there's different levels for all this stuff yeah fasting is a different level like if you want to get into fitness, like you don't have to consider fasting. Don't listen to what we're saying. Like if you just want to, you know, enter the foray of, of exercise, like you don't have to think about starving yourself for a week. That's not, yeah. that's not, what, that's not the lesson that I want to, I want to. Yeah. Hear. Well, um, and that's, I think that's like a really good uh, segue into, um, yeah. Like you mentioned how you don't, have to think about lifting anymore you like it's kind of in the back burner or it's like a almost a subconscious like process at this point and that's um you know comes with a lot of time and experience and i remember when i was first getting into lifting i was talking to you about this i was like man i don't want to write down all my like weights and map out a fitness um you know uh training regiment for like the next six months like i'm not trying to do that that's too much time i'm way too busy and you're like I spend five minutes a day on this stuff. Like that's all I think about. And like, it's probably even less now because it's like, yeah, I just, I know what I'm going to do. I have it ingrained in me. And that's, I think that can be a pretty big barrier to entry for a lot of folks who aren't into this type of lifestyle. It's just, oh, I, I can't think about that stuff. And 
that's now that I'm more um, experienced and more versed and like, yeah, I've been lifting for three years. Like results have been pretty minimal. Like um, maybe now that this is a part of my lifestyle, it's like, okay, well now how can I start making it, taking it more seriously? How can I start um, maximizing my time is really what it comes down to is like, yeah, I'm spending 30 minutes in the gym every day. It's like, okay, well, how can I make those 30 minutes the most beneficial just by tweaking like one or two different things um, in my lifestyle? And that's like, now that I have the habit of working out, like I can start optimizing it. And that's something I think um, folks who are wanting to, you know, everyone wants to be healthier or if you don't want to be healthier, you're listening to this podcast, you should try to improve on that, get get a little bit, um, you know, and that's how I started with running. That's my biggest fitness thing is like running. I just, I run, you know, I try to run 10 miles a day. Haven't done that for a couple of weeks, but I, or 10 miles a day. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dude, no, slow down there, Chase. What am I lying? Um, <laughs> no, but try to try to run 10 miles a week. And like I said earlier, it's like, I just put on my shoes and I go running. Like, I don't think about anything. The first time I ran a 10K, I was just, I think I was like, having a scotch and like watching a podcast or something like that. And I was like, I need to run six miles tomorrow. That's what I need to do. And I just woke up and I did it. And that's, that's the most amount of effort I put into thinking about running. It's just, that's what I do. Um, yeah, yeah, but, man. I mean, and that's all it, it takes too, is like, it, if you want to get into this, just, just start doing it. And that's a great point. Um, there's, there's that, you know, the building of the habit. And at first it'll take, mental bandwidth that's what i'm that's what we're calling it mental bandwidth emotional energy like whatever it costs mm -hmm. something and at first it takes it takes that bandwidth and then you develop that habit and then it no longer requires any extra thought like you just do it right it takes mm -hmm. a while for that to happen but if you enjoy you know once you start seeing a little bit of the results or feeling the results it becomes easier to get into the gym and before you know it you do it automatically um, but there's also, so that's one thing there's also, you mentioned like building, you know, like tracking all the workouts and yeah. like planning out your routine or whatever. That is a whole different thing that, uh, follows that same pattern of, yeah, like at first, you know, you just, you look up a, a routine on, on the internet or like your friend is doing one and you just do whatever he's doing. Like that's. That works. And then over time, you start thinking to yourself, just like you said, like, oh, I wonder how I can make this more efficient for myself. I wonder how, like, oh, I want, I have this goal that just came to me. I'd like a bigger bench press or I'd like a bigger squat. Like, how do I do that? And you start learning a little bit about programming. And uh, that's, you know, building these, like, I guess you call it like building routine, you know, choosing which movements to do, what rep schemes. Um, and it, this also has levels, obviously, um, managing fatigue and stuff like that goes pretty deep, but it starts with just, okay, cool. I'm going to do like this basic program. And then I'm at the point now where I don't, I just kind of have my routine that I, I build every now and then probably like once a year, once every six months, I do something different to change it up, but I can look at, at my routine or like write it down and just say like, Oh yeah, this is going to be good for me. And I can see another routine and be like, that doesn't look like a very good routine no matter who's doing it. And I can see <laughs> another one that's like, this is a good routine for someone that has these goals. So mm. you just like the habit of getting in the gym, um, how it, at first it's it costs a lot. And then over time it doesn't, this is the same thing with, you know, getting to that next step and building routine. For example, it costs energy at first, and then over over time, it doesn't cost any any energy. And that's the same thing with everything that we're talking about. Everything it's daunting or unattractive or you know whatever. You don't want to do it. You don't feel the need to. And then slowly, all the other things that are costing energy, they start costing less energy. And then you have that that surplus of energy the spirit ball of energy to throw it, maybe learning how to do like a, you know, advance, whatever you want to advance, start learning how to program, start learning how to, maybe you want to become like a, like a Olympic style weightlifter. Like, Oh, let's, you know, let's dabble into this or let's see how big I can get my deadlift. You know yeah. what I mean? So 
everything has levels on this stuff and you can take it in whatever direction you want or you can just like maintain what you've got and that's totally yeah. cool too you're doing more than, than most people if you're doing that yeah and that's that's definitely the boat that i'm in is like and that's i think i'm gonna um hit a, like a transition period because yeah i've been working out for a while now and my goal is so long term of just like yeah i just want to be working out forever and it's like okay well yeah i'm still doing that because you have to work out every day if you want to be working out forever um but now it's like okay well what are my short-term girls or like not short-term near-term girls like, girls what are my near-term goals i think i'm, I'm <laughs> slurring my words dude um but yeah what are my near-term um goals that i want to accomplish and that's something i need to start thinking about more so and that's what I really liked um, when we kicked off the accountability group, you just threw it out there like, hey, everyone needs goals. What are your goals? Write them down in this chat so we can keep track of what's going on. Um, and that was the first time I'd really thought about like, okay, well, let me, let me think about, because I don't write down my lifts or anything like that or what weights I bench or anything. Um, I just throw on my weights and then I crank them out. And that's, that's pretty much what I do. Um, but once you started hitting me with like, hey, you should be setting near-term goals. Um, and it's like, all right, well, if I'm going to be doing this forever, I should have goals in between forever and where I'm at right now. All right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they don't have to be lifting goals either. Um, we're, we're talking about lifting and we're talking about running a little bit. Um, but it can be anything. It could be mm -hmm you know, hiking, it could be walking, it could be bicycling, you know, I have a fair share of, uh, my fair share of miles in the saddle cycling. Um, but I, I would just challenge anybody listening to this that doesn't, uh, that isn't a current like aficionado of, of fitness. I would challenge them. I would implore them to pick something that they're interested in and just, and just try it out, build, try to build a habit of it, you know, do it, uh every week for for a month or two and you know if it's running it's running if it's lifting it's lifting or if it's just doing push-ups and squats in your in your bedroom like every day like make a habit out of it and see see where your body goes and see where your mind goes yeah uh, because I, I guarantee that it's going to be a beneficial experience yeah that's awesome brian i think that's a great way to end the podcast i'm um really grateful for the time that you you know gave us um on this pod i think it was really beneficial for me it's and i'm sure it's going to be beneficial for the folks listening yeah thanks for having me on dude appreciate it all right all right say bye to craig <laughs> all right see you craig <laughs> peace out whoa hello everybody i hope you all enjoyed that podcast um it was so great having Brian on the pod to dive deep into, you know, his fitness approach and his lifestyle as it comes to health and all of that. Um, if it isn't abundantly clear, we're not expert in this stuff. So definitely do your own research and maybe some of these terms or buzzwords that we were throwing out sort of inspires you to like, oh, let me let me look into that a little bit more. Is that something that can work for me? Let me try it for a month and see how my life improves or if it doesn't improve, like go back, go back to what you were doing. You know, worst case scenario, you're <laughs> um you're slightly better off or worst case scenario, you just go back to what you were doing, right? Um but next week on the podcast we actually have our musical friend Michael who's back on. He you know, of course, does all of our musical themes. And I'm really excited for you all to hear his story because he is actually someone who was looking for advice on how to get his health in order and asked Brian, like, hey, man, do you have any tips for me? And Brian just said, yeah, do these things. And Michael started doing those things and he became a much healthier person because of it. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear that because it was directly based on brian's advice a lot of the same advice he gave in this podcast he gave to michael like a couple of years ago and now look at him now look at him go <laughs> um in terms of updates for me i actually wanted to give you all a quick update on my goals for like year-end goals because i wrote them down in a little bit more 
detail compared to what I talked about a couple of weeks ago. So let me see if I can find my little priorities 2023 goal. So first one is prefer, perform my job with excellence. Uh, that's my professional job, not this uh, podcast side project. But that's number one. Number two is fitness. And I have a couple of subcategories for that. Running. So I, I'm finally going to put a number on it. I want to do 400 miles for the year and run one half marathon. I'm probably not going to like sign up for one. I'm just going to run like 13 miles one day. and That'll be my half marathon. Um, as far as lifting goes, I want to do, you know, like four to five lifting sessions per week. I definitely want to see some results, which I haven't locked down yet, but I want to see more results. And then I have a weight goal as well. I want to drop down probably to like 170 175 i'm like 183 right now so i want to get down to that closer to like 10 pounds less than what i weigh now um i also have some personal goals like i want to buy a house soon i think that's going to be a cool goal we'll see maybe this podcast will turn into a a real estate podcast and i'll start competing with bigger pockets or something like that um but yeah we'll, we'll see um and then we're going to get to our writing goals. So I finished Mary Lee Barber in March. That's my goal. I also want to rewrite uh, my first screenplay. My first screenplay. And then I want to write a TV show. And I want to write another screenplay. So that's my goals. Maybe add in another screenplay there or something like that. For Classic Studios, I want to release one short film. Maybe two short films. I just remembered another idea that I had come up with. Uh, like a couple of months ago that I was like, oh yeah, that could be a short film. Maybe that'll be a second one, but we'll see how that, how that goes. We, I don't really know. Um, and then for the improved podcast goals, I just want to continue posting consistently and making great content for you all. Um, and I want to expand my, the folks who I talk to. I love all the people I talk to, but I want to start talking to more people, you know, just see how many interesting folks we can get on this podcast. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun so that's kind of my goals for the year and a quick goal update for the for the week um if you'd like to get in contact with me about your goals or projects you're working on shoot me an email at the improve podcast at gmail.com and you know i already said this but shout out to green bean for all of our musical intros and outros and if you want to leave a five-star review go ahead and do that thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends if you think any of them are interested in fitness or getting their life in order or you want to give them a subtle nod that like hey you need to get your life in order check out this podcast please share it with them we love it when you share it with people and we also love it when you leave five star reviews oh man i love me some five star reviews don't have any more to read just yet but i know they're coming i know it i know it i can feel it coming um all right that's about everything from me. Thank you to everyone who signed up for the Classic Studios newsletter. Feel free to do that for the next quarter. And I hope you all achieve your goals this week. And I'll see you on Monday for another episode of the Improved Podcast. Goodbye. Improved Podcast.